he has entered the battle. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting here around the table with Rengar, Gorgonbort, Barnabas and also Morven. And we're here to finalise their last adventure in this leg of Valiant Odyssey. So strap in. Here we go. All right, we will start off with some out-of-the-book action. So we cut in to the dry expanse, a sandy wasteland, void of life, wind howling like crystal shards beating across somebody's face. As we pan in, we see a slow-moving figure atop a camel's back, an old grizzled man, a beard down to his chin, longer than usual, face pockmarked by the sun, exhausted. His camel looks just as bad. He's been travelling for a long time, his cargo precious, an iron box on his back, heavy. It's a burden, the contents of which extremely important. After spending some time in a desert bazaar and receiving a letter from one of his old friends, Siraj Saharis, the now staff mage of Cadmia, he makes his way north. After exiting the dry expanse, you see this man dismount his camel and begin making his way along a riverside. A riverside that is vast and wide. A riverside that this well-travelled being known as Carmen sees to be the inland sea. He finds the city of Supos and while there, he takes some nights of rest. In the dock wards of Supos, he sees a curious figure. Curious in the fact that the being he views is ancient and rare. Shining in the sun, his cobalt blue scales are ever present. We see the figure of Korgarth manning his ship that seems to have taken some substantial damage. Carmen overhears a conversation that Korgarth is having with a local dockman a dockman that agrees to fix his vessel and transport it to Cadmia across the inland sea. Looking at this individual and hearing tales of the Dragonkin's greatness in combat, Carmen knows that he needs allies on this quest. He approaches the Dragonborn. They share a mead together. Korgarth shows Carmen the exotic fruit known as the pineapple and they share a laugh. A laugh that Carmen hasn't had in quite some time. By nightfall, they're good friends. They hire horses and they make the trek west along the coast of the inland sea toward Cadmia. Their pace quickening. The hooves of these horses being worked ever harder as Carmen strives to complete his quest of delivering the spirit-bound tome to Siraj and Arden.
Yep. So roll an roll a acrobatics check to traverse the wall that you've just been pulled down. Okay. So bounding your way up the stone, this yep. time you're able to dodge through this sword that clangs onto the stone after you. Yep. And as it does so, you begin to climb all the way up and you get right up to the top and you can see Morvan and Oric just sort of dusting themselves off as the the spell that they had used to take the themselves up had dissipated. As they look at you, you seem feverish and rushed. And I just say to him, he's on our trail. Let's go. And you watch as Oric begins to run. And at that stage, we'll cut into an initiative. All right. So as we cut into battle, Barnabas, you're watching as Gorgonbord is looking very curiously at this blade that seems to be glowing and pulsing inside this skeletal structure of the warlord. You can see his eyes looking at it the way that you look at a delicious pie or a beautiful woman. <laughs> but as you look at it and you look at him, you can see that there is some some element of danger here. What would you like to do? I can see he's lost his sense of reason, but he wants it. So what's the man going to do? Uh, I'm going to throw a, a battle axe at one of the smallest skulls. Very good. So you watch as it moves around the stone structure that you had just <coughs> toppled. You change your weapon out. You get your hand axe out and you just loft it through the storm. Roll an attack roll, please. 21. 21 hits. Roll your damage. Okay. Nine points of damage. As you hit it with your axe, you watch the point at which you hit it, you watch this burst of dust just <laughs> emanate from it. And you can see that if you were within that or if anyone was within that, it would definitely be hard to see and hard to breathe through there. But you watch as it takes the damage and continues to lumber forward towards you. Its arm has sunken down like an inch or two with with the impact. But you can see the hand axe wedged into it right now. Might move around a little bit, but I'm not going to move much and then that'll be the end of my turn. But I might relay to everyone that they're uh, they're quite dusty, so be careful when you're too close to them. Very good, very good. We won't hear you, but anyway. Rengar, you do hear that as it comes through the oh, sandstorm. Yep, cool. you're up here as well. Yep. Uh, what would you like to do? Is um, You said that uh, Dalnak was pursuing us, correct? Yep, he's down the cliff face that you just scaled. Okay. Is there some structure I can get behind that will put me out of view of him? And also, do we have skeletons? Have they clocked us? Uh, they seem to be focused in on your two allies, Gorgonport sure. and Barnabas. They don't seem to be paying attention. So sure. technically, I'd have advantage. Well, you are technically hidden from the view. Yeah. Sweet. So... I'm going to go behind the nearest boulder and I am going to Hunter's Mark, the the one that Baron Barnabas hasn't attacked, and I'm also going to take a sneak attack. Okay, so roll your attack with that one as you go to release the arrow. 13 is a hit. Boom. 15 points of damage. What does it look like as your Hunter's Mark flares as your arrow hits? Um, For Rengar, his Hunter's Mark is just literally a wisp of a black grey smoke. And upon its mark, you watch as the arrow permeates through the other side, you see a similar dust cloud just emanate through and anyone standing within that radius would probably be quite hurt yeah is that your turn that is my turn oh sorry no and i'm going to bonus uh hide uh roll your stealth check that then brings us to gorgonbort's turn you begin hearing that voice just like come come the power i could grant you will be endless i'm still going towards the chance of getting this sword i'm not uh betraying these people i'm just confident that i can get that sword and uh use it to my advantage as you think that in your head you hear the voice say yes yes you may keep your allies but you'll be far greater than them with me by your side so i continue walking towards him i'm more so at the moment i'm trying to be a bit cunning i'm going to keep going towards him and not attack or anything yet i'm just going to walk towards him as if i am yes going with what he's okay yeah roll a performance check i'll say yeah roll your performance check you just hear yes Yes. 
Um, funnily enough, as you approach them, you watch as their spears lower. As you approach those skeletal uh-huh. figures, they just clock you as you go and lower the spear. But you're walking in that slow sort of almost trance-like gait. Yeah. And you watch as Auric next to you guys says, what is he doing? Is it possible to rage violently? <laughs> I believe it is. <laughs> no. I'm going to bonus action. and You just, just see one vein. <laughs> just start to <laughs> rage as if like, if you've seen the Simpsons where Homer hulks out. <laughs> he just, starts he just get does get so He yeah. pushes them back in. <laughs> yeah. As you're walking, fists clenching, you start to see, for those of you that, that know Gorgon Board, the blood just begin to rush from his hand because his own fingernails are just piercing into his skin that much. But you're walking convincingly towards this. And on that second. note, I, I, under my breath, because Oryx is quite close, I say trust and that's it. Okay. All right. Um, if you wanted to, are you where you want to be or would you like more movement? Because you can use your action to dash. Oh, use the action it. to also do that. Um, yeah, well, let's get closer because I've raged. So I want to get make sure I'm there for next turn. So you're dashing slowly and <laughs> raging. You're dashing slowly, raging, raging quietly. softly. Yeah. <laughs> the King of Crowns turns to you and as you approach Gorgon Board, his hand outstretches his palm towards the sky and he almost beckons with his fingers. And he says, yes, release me from this wretched body. Take me in your grasp. Together, we'll be more powerful than you will ever dream. At that, you watch as the body sort of moves his hand. You all see this. His body's moving his hands up almost like in a crucifixion style and just leans towards Gorgonbord. The sword exposed towards you within grass. Uh, can I like just quickly look at the sword? Can it, do I know what it is? As you look at it, it's probably <clears throat> shorter than you would have liked, mm-hmm. but you can see that it is very ornately carved. In the hilt of it, you can see uh, where the, the cross guard is. You can see what looks like an iron skull that seems to have been uh, welded in. And funnily enough, in the pummel of which you can see they used what what used to house like a circular gem, but doesn't appear to be there. It's almost like a hollowed out circular gem. Yep, yep. Uh, does it? Do I get the sense it's greater than what I have currently? Like, if I was to get it, can I deal more damage? Or uh, you're not too sure, but it seems to be glowing in an arcane manner. And I guess you, being as inclined as you are, you sort of think to yourself, "Would I be able to?" successfully wield that leaning out swords me can i counter that with good at athletic like can i jump over the back of him and get behind him he's not making any attack towards you and it's his turn currently so he just leans towards you and he's sort of waiting for your reaction for the minute so i want to do this all slowly i'm putting my hand out i'm letting him give me the sword you watch as it gets within an inch of your hands yep You just hear, trust me, you won't regret it. I am going to walk past him. I'm going to walk past him. He's moving slowly. I'm just, yeah. As you, begin, of him. as you begin to walk past I'm him, not, it's almost like you, you're extending your hand and you watch as your fingers just close and retract away from the sword. Mm. And you hear this poor choice. And you watch as his hand extends towards you, grasps you upon the chest, and does a 17 hit your AC. Yeah. You take 12 points of damage, necrotic damage, as you feel your life force begin to wither away from you. And can you please make a DC 13 constitution saving throw? Yeah, nat 20. Awesome. You begin to feel the life force being pulled out of your body. You begin to feel this wrinkles and and age just 
permeating across your face. And as you hear this, yes, feed me, yes, you then hear this other voice, a familiar voice inside your head and says, uh, this body is taken. <laughs> <laughs> and at that, you watch as the the King of Crowns just retracts and says, what? Uh, and then you're able to resist the effect. Uh, that then brings us to Morvan's turn. Is it a bonus action or an action to try to percept and try to see if now that I'm closer on the plane to find this uh, tablet? Roll a perception check. And I'll say generally scanning for it will be free. Mm. If you actually want to physically look at something somewhere, that will be an act. Uh, six. Wow. So not a... <laughs> all right, so I'm clearly not the person to be trying to find this tablet. Uh, I'm just... There's still one, two skeletons or one? Everybody's still currently in battle. Cast Flaming Sphere in between the two skeletons. Ooh, nice. Very nice. That's a dex uh, 14 saving throw because I'm just casting it where they are. I'm not. Uh, the first gets a natural 19. The second gets a three, which I believe will miss. The three will take a full 2d6. Uh-huh. So he takes five. Okay, so the other one, the other one will take... Takes five total. Five total. Fire damage, yep. You watch as its rags that are upon it just begin to burn up. Mm. Uh, the other one... He just takes half damage, so, so two. two. Uh, it looks extremely damaged. Uh, as you look is, at it, you can one? see the, the one that Barnabas Roger, hit with the, with the axe. Now you watch as all its, what remains of its rags just burns away with this burning sphere. That then brings us to those dudes' turn. You watch as... Their eyes flash green, almost as if commanded by this sword slash this body that uh, is housing the King of Crowns. And then uh, they're going to go for you, Gorg. All right, as they both move towards you, you watch as they hold up their spears to try and slam them against your person. The first one getting a 13, the second one getting a natural one. Uh, no. So you, they just bang onto the back with their various different spears and you feel the impact just like a doof, doof, but you don't even block it. It's like a mosquito. Get away. <laughs> And at that, um, you watch as Oric the Iron Guard begins moving his hand in this sort of sigil-like situation. And as he begins to move his hands up, you watch as he pulls them apart and this static electricity moves from one to the other and he extends them both out. You see this lightning bolt move in a line and directly hit the two, the two in uh, a line fighting Gorgonbord. So they'll take full damage. 29 points of thunder damage just strikes through both of them as this electricity arcs from his hands through the first one and then bounces through to the second one and moves onto a pillar behind and then cracks it and it falls over and smashes. Now, why didn't you do that before, Warwick? <laughs> why we wanted to smash the golem? It wasn't his go. <laughs> uh, and at that, they both get destroyed and you all turn around as you see this flaming sort of eminence of heat just come from behind you guys. And you can see that levitating up is what looks like the figure of Delnak, the spirit of Delnak that begins to touch down on the plateau behind you. He has entered the battle. Uh, so as he charges that spell, you can watch as he extends his hand forward. Uh, he closes the book that he was uh, looking the spell up in and resheaths it onto his person. And then he will end his turn. Uh, Barnabas, you're up. Delnak. We've got to finish business with Delnak. He ran away from our last. I feel one. like the group should let's kill this uh, this first one, King of Crowns, and then get out of here. But someone needs to distract Delnak, so I might get within throwing range for uh, an axe at the King of Crowns, and then make my way to to Delnak. Very good. So you may uh, definitely do those things as you begin making your way through the sandy expanse between these ruined buildings. Are you using another hand axe to throw? Hand axe, my last hand axe to throw. Yep, go for it. Roll your attack. 14 to hit, does hit. 
Uh, roll your damage. So as you hit this creature, you watch as the hand axe hits it, but this black smoke sort of envelops around the axe. It doesn't do as much damage as you thought it might, but it does still do damage. You watch as he looks down and he's just box back. Uh, you watch as the sword flashes again. Is that your turn? Or you want to go and get in range of the other dude now? How far away is he? You watch as he begins to then step through the first sort of column that you'd been standing by. So yeah. from you guys, he's probably 50 or so feet away. Well, I can't get to him. He can't get to me, but I might. So that'll be doing me. All right. Baron Barnabas uh, is done. Rengar, you're up. Ready to, I believe I can move my hunter's mark. So you move it over to Delnak and you watch as this yep. black puff of smoke just <laughs> emanates on top of his head. Correct. Uh, uh, taking effect. 14 points of damage as well. Mm-hmm. Very nice hit. And I will take a bonus action to hide, please. All right, so the arrow hits him directly into the chest this time, and as he seems to be looking around, the arrow trains his sight in on you, and as he looks down at the arrow and then looks back up at you, you vanished from his sight. Uh, that brings us to Gorgonbort's turn. I still feel like he's slow. I'm going to try and use my movement to uh, athletically uh, somersault my way around him. To the, to the, I, I want to get behind him, basically. Yep. Yep. And uh, you can you can move around his character without incurring an attack of opportunity. Wait. So yeah, as long as within your movement, there. you're yeah. able to do so. Shattering, one. Yep. An earth shatter. Yeah. And go for just a straight up earth shatter. Yep. So it rolls a save, correct? Uh that is correct. Dex. That Dex is. save. It got a thirteen. So you can roll the damage for the earth shatter, but mm-hmm. he'll only take half. Seven points of damage. Very good. Plus your weapon. Oh no. Because nah. he used the magical ability. Ah, so as you raise your maul above your head and slam it into the ground, you watch these splinters of earth begin to protrude up like uh, shards of glass that seem to smash through the rock. You watch as the sand just comes like an earthquake hitting towards him. And as it does, this molten lava permeates through his body and burns what little flesh he has left on his feet, uh, doing a little bit of damage, but he continues his uh, forward assault on you. Yeah. Uh, bonus action. I'll use my frenzy attack. Go for it. Yep. Roll your uh, just a, a regular maul attack with this one. Yep. Nine. Yep. Uh, as you go to strike it towards him, almost like a force field around his his body, he's sort of magically emanating from this sword that glows this aquamarine color, and your axe or your maul just just can't penetrate. Mm. That brings us to his turn. As it looks towards you, it sort of circles back around. He says, "Perhaps another then." And then Barnabas. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Of course, Barnabas the Wise can. Okay, so you hear this whisper emanate through your voice and it's in, into your ears and it says, You who can save them, you know, you're in grave danger. You require the power and I can give it to you. You can help them. You can okay. be an individual among men. You will not lead your clan. One of my goals is to be an individual. Take me from this body. Claim me as your own, and side by side we can rule this plane. I don't want to rule inside the book. What book? King um, of Crowns, you're in a book. As you say that... I listen to him, Barney. <laughs> so and you can see him having a conversation with himself, <laughs> and you know exactly what's going on, Gorgonbord, but he says back to you, It does not matter where you reside. You will be the most powerful being in the room. Free me from this body. Dusty and desert here. I like the, uh, <laughs> I like the mountains. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> he will go for a strike then at. Said no to divine power because of sand. It's <laughs> coarse, it gets everywhere. You take 10 points of necrotic damage and make a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, so you meet, so nothing happens again. Uh, so you're, you're doing what tanks do, but you watch then as the sword basically after that 
and not being able to get through to both of you. You watch as he, the sword just flashes and emanating light, and then you watch as the body just crumples to the floor, the sword laying in the dust. The mm-hmm. sword is laying, is laying directly where the King of Crowns or this body seemingly laid. Uh, the sword just sort of slowly pulsing this aqualite in the sand, but the body seems to be... I don't think we should touch that sword. I really want to pick it up, but I don't right. think... Here's the touching thing. <laughs> if he's just fucking off and going to dust, yeah. I we, feel like the sword is him. So again, I'm going to say to guys, we've got to find this tomb. Uh, I Tome. Tome? Slate. The slate, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a slate with a, pe- a runic symbol on it. Sure. That's Since slate runes, yeah. I still have my flaming sphere, I got to use it for one round. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to slam that into Downrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 dex save. Well, I'm shouting to you guys, find this slate yep. tablet. So Morvan turns his attention, he pulls this sphere and it moves across the sand. Everywhere it moves as well, wow. you see shards of glass just beginning to pop up as oh, he's cool. burning the Good sand. Effect, as it begins moving through, you watch as it hits directly into uh, Delnak as you're just holding this force. Uh, sorry, I rolled that before, but he got a five, so he will fail. So roll your damage. Uh, eight damage. Eight so damage that was nice. my bonus action. I'm then going to cast a fireball. I roll an attack. Oh, firebolt. Firebolt, sorry. Okay, I thought you said fireball. Yep. Nine. Uh, nine. Nine unfortunately misses. He watches the firebolt, uh, hits him in the shoulder, but he's sort of trying to push off this flaming sphere mm. uh, as you're casting it towards him. Basically just want to be about 60 feet away from him, so yep. wherever that is. Yep. Okay. You watch as you've said that. You watch then as Oric begins to make his way towards the the shrine and the, the throne. So he'll start moving his way up toward the north of the, the battlefield and you watch as he takes his action to actually look. Um, you watch as he begins moving things through. He shifts over a piece of stone, but he doesn't appear to find it on his turn. Uh, that then brings us to Barnabas's turn. And I'm I'll go for round two with, uh, with Delnak. Round one was barely a scratch. Go for it. You going into combat? I'll go into combat, yep. All right, you make your way toward him. Make sure you avoid the flaming sphere so you get around the other side of it. Yeah. Roll your attack. That's a 21. That will hit. Roll with your damage. 14 points of damage. Good stuff. Nice. And I will bonus action. Use the bunt side of my glaive as well. Yep. The follow-through swing. A 23 to hit. 23 will hit. And a 2 to damage. So at that, you watch as the glaive just slashes through this olden-style armor, and as it does so, you see just... Torrents of flame bursting out from its form. Roll a perception check for me. Nat 20. Oh, Very good. As each strike you take, you watch as this uh, armor that seems to be across this creature's form, the spirit of Delnak. You watch as it sort of fades away or fuzzes and you can see a humanoid beneath. You see the same scar running from eye to neck. Each hit you make, you watch as it looks towards you, eyes still flaming. You see a blonde mop of hair sort of move. Ah, this thing is looking pretty rough. I yelled at Oric. Was Delnak blonde with a scar? Yes. Seems like we've got our guy. <laughs> I think this is Delnak. <laughs> at that, that then brings us to... Oh, where's my initial? Rengar's up. Uh, upon seeing that shimmering of that armor, as I've seen before, um, as Barnabas is struck, I take this as an opportunity to really fucking hook this arrow right in at him so ducks out again lines up eyes are fading away but he's gonna he's gonna have that shot so 17 just misses Ooh. so the arrow blinks on the stone roger <laughs> and i'm gonna hide again uh, as rengar begins to hide 
You're up. Well, we're going for Delnak now. I'm a fair way away. Dablin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, I'm going to get closer, right in the thick of things, and throw my javelin. Eight, unfortunately, misses. You watch as the javelin just skids uh, along the sand and hits him in the toe. Not enough distance on that one. Am I still raging? You took damage last turn, so you are. However, if you don't get hit, the next turn you have, your rage will fade. If he's not getting super weak, I need someone to just on their bonus action just nick me a little bit. <laughs> we'll be right. <laughs> Can you nick yourself? <laughs> can I? No. You can. You can. Uh, yeah, I can. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you can unarmed strike yourself and do a punch yeah, damage. I'm going to do that. I'm going to punch myself. That's great. Please roll. <laughs> I'll role play this shit out of this right now. <laughs> was, I'm starting to starting to lose Angus. I'm like, oh, come on. And I keep missing with these fucking javelins. <laughs> yeah, I hope I don't punch miss mine. In the face. <laughs> I hope I don't Knocks miss mine. You, you can hit yourself. You can hit yourself. So right. whatever your unarmed strike damage is, that's what you'll get. Uh, it's a plus four, oh, three bludgeoning. Three bludgeoning, that's how much take you take. That. Halved oh. because you're raging. So you take one. Keep himself in rage. Drop it down by one. I literally didn't think that was a thing. Since uh, Dalnak hasn't moved and uh, the sphere is in square, he takes another. I don't think he even gets a, No, he does save. He gets a chance to do a deck save, see if he still takes damage. Uh, from the sphere, yep. Yeah. Uh, natural 20. Oof. Uh. So he's going to take... It's nine damage halved, so four. Four damage. Four damage. And again, I'm going to shoot a fire bolt. Mm -hmm. That's a two plus seven, so <laughs> that's another miss. All right, so you watch as he's pushing this flaming sphere away from him and you watch as bits of his armor begin to break off and fly away and you start to see just a ragged-looking man in a tunic as he's just parts of this armor just begins to break away. That then brings us to Oryx's turn. Auric will continue to look, and as he's beginning to investigate, you watch as Rengo roll a perception check. Um, you hear him say, we have it, and he turns around. Uh, that then brings us to Delnak's turn. Delnak, um, he's going to attack at you, Barnabas. You watch as he takes his serrated blade and this now humanoid arm, unarmored, just lofts it at you with whatever might it has left. The first one will be a... 25 to hit, and the next one will be a 20. Oh, I am um, having taken damage from this man before. I'm going to use stone. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. So oh. the first one will be Delight, nine points of damage. So stone's endurance on this one. Resist four. So five. Yep. So five points of damage done to you. And then the second attack after you resist it, you sort of catch it in both hands. But then as it comes back, it sort of stabs you straight through the, the belly, through the appendix area, and you take 11 points of damage. Ooh. At that, you hear him say... To you, Barnabas, stop, stop, stop. And that 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 then brings us top of the round back to uh, Barnabas's go. No clues. Look, he's attacking me. I've attacked him back. That's just how it is. I'm going to glad this, this fellow again. Go for it. That is a 15. All right. A 15 unfortunately misses. So you go to glaive it. And as he strikes at you, he's just concentrating all his might. He transfers some of the energy from the fire and pushes it towards your your glaive and just get an action surge as well and go mm -hmm. again. Yep, that will hit. Nine points of damage. Okay, so what does it look like as you kill this guy? No. Just been cleaved from shoulder to uh, abdomen, just split down the corner. Mm -hmm. As he splits down the corner, you watch as his armor begins to completely fade away. He falls down to the ground. This man, you can see a tunic on his body, scar from eye to neck. And as he fades away... You can see his blonde hair billowing in the sand. 
satchel around his waist, sword in his hand. You watch then as the sand sort of begins to calm. I will say that upon, I would assume I'm close enough to have heard some last gasps there. Yep, he's breathing very heavily. Is he dead or not dead? You kneel down at his side. And you watch as he puts a hand up onto your face, reaches up, violently almost. You watch as the blood on his hand stains the top of your head. And as the life leaves his body, it slashes across your your face, leaving this blood print. And as Rengar, you stand up above this body, you guys watch as this blood print flares and you can see. You watch as everything becomes clear. You hear... I'm not going to say anything. <gasps> I'm not saying anything to the group. You watch then as Oryx slowly steps towards the body. And he says as he's walking, My old foe, to see you in this state, well, it's quite unbecoming. You watch as he extends a hand and crunches his hand together and you watch as the body just <laughs> burns. He moves his way towards that body and you watch as it's burnt in arcane flame, it almost disappears into ash completely and in the middle of it you see this stone tablet. He moves over, bends down, picks it up and he says, A ticket to freedom. We have the second here. He puts him into one hand and he holds out an arm to you, Rangar. He says, Key. I'm cured. You can see. Perception. I want to see if this guy, I want to get every bit out of this face I can possibly see. All right, insight check. You watch as Oryx sort of looks at you and he doesn't leave eye contact. That's all you get. But he holds out a palm. Yeah, I know what he's asking for. Says, what are you waiting for? We've been successful. Our freedom lies beyond these doors. We have to stop the body and the fragment of the soul that remains. Whilst I don't disagree, can you answer me this? Why were we told to stop? Why aren't you giving him the orb? Why don't you just wait for the response? He looks and he says, Perhaps he knew his time was coming. You said old friend. Old foe. Old foe. We have been doing this dance for centuries. I told you all of this. I mentioned to you that I had been pursued by this man. That he put me into stasis. That he is responsible for destroying the sun soul and sinking the immortal hall. This being is far beyond powerful. He is legendary. Delnak the outcast. His name will be remembered. As this interaction is happening, sure. and he's tensely holding his hand out and Rengar and Orica are in a staring match. Can you please all roll inside check? So Rengar unblinking eye contact you get a strong sense of ambition unwavering ambition the kind of ambition that would allow somebody to do and say anything to get what they want you both glean that this figure of Oric is quite serious he has his hand extended two stone tablets in his hand you figure that Rengar is the only thing stopping him from getting his freedom and stopping him from getting his quest completed of defeating the body of Delnak that sunk the Citadel 
outside of this realm. You, Gorgonbort, also know that this guy's probably your only way out. Hmm. So in game, what would you guys like to do? I'm going to go pretend to swing at him if I was being serious. Okay, roll a performance check as your attack action. He doesn't break eye contact from Rengar. The maul, as you're screaming, stops inches from his face and he doesn't move. You have few choices. Unfortunately, Morvan agrees whether or not he is a... Who he says he is, uh, he is our only way out. Rengar looks to the group. He's very uneasy with this decision, but he thinks that it still is the only way out. But he will reiterate to this person that if we ever find out that this is not true, he can expect that there's going to be some serious consequences for him. He looks to you dead in your eyes. And he knows I'm serious. Now he can clock that you can see again and he looks at the ash pile that was Delnak and he says maybe now you will see it come just does like a give me the orb if only only the viewers could see the way I hand this to him and it is he hands it and you watch as you hear this and you watch this green flash surround you a green flash that you're very familiar with. One that you saw emanating from the hand of the body of Delnak in front of the God's Thorn tree. And as that dissipates, you find yourself in what looks like a circular tower. Stone walls all around the outside, windows protruding out into the vastness of what looks like galaxies and space. You can see stone fell through on the on the on the floor, but you also see what looks like what you could say is glass tubes that house what looks like bodies in green liquid. Around the floor, you can see papers, bookshelves adorning the sides of the walls. And you can see on the floor this green circle. And you watch as this gentleman with long black hair, billowing robe and a golden arm moves into the centre of it. And he says, Home, sweet home, and I couldn't have got here. I trust you talked about trust. I'm a man of my word. I will honour my word. I'll set you, as you have done for me. Favor given, after all, is a favor owed. And who knows? Rengar, the moonlit. Perhaps everybody will remember your name. The man responsible for releasing mm. Delnak, the outcast. And you watch as he kneels down, begins inscribing these runes onto this circle. He stands up and he says, Shall we? Now I regret that my good friend Oric Eingard could not join us, but he has been a thorn in my side quite some time. As he has been to the many friends that I have within this tome. Many friends that would also see their roots cross your beloved plane. <laughs> ah, you have served me quite well. Now, please step inside, sir. Morvan, is the portal pretty well active, or does it's he not have active? To but he's at, he's he still has to activate it. He looks at you all and he says, "If it is time you require, please by all means rest amongst my belongings." He looks directly at you, Morvan. He says, 
You never know what curiosity is that you'll find. My knowledge is yours to share. After all, to some I was known as an inspiration. Are you saying that you will wait with us or are you going to leave and leave us here? He nods. You wait with us. He says, I will wait. What is another moment after a millennia? I'm a patient man, see? He sits down. You watch as he just arcanely moves a spell between his fingers, watching each and every one of you and every movement you make in this room. Sweet. Well, Morvan <laughs> is going to do... Well, actually, do we need a long rest? I need to get rid of my bloody exhaustion. And I wouldn't mind looking at books. Uh, I don't want to sleep with this guy in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that was, but in the hindsight, the hint was in the name, Auric Iron Guard. Mm. So he was wearing Stop iron. 15 million times. <laughs> 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 Me looking at you intently to not fucking kill him. <laughs> he had to die. He, he brought that upon himself with his poor he communication did. skills. He did. Yeah. That was Stop's not very clear. As you say, Stop his what? poor communication skills, Baron Barnabas, he says, oh, yeah. That was my doing. Yeah. He know, points to the scar and he whisk. says, his, um, let's just say his vocal range is what he used to be. So he couldn't have communicated to us anyway. He took my arm. I'll take more than your arm. Don't you worry about that. What's frustrating is Gorgon Board has a 15 intelligence, so he is actually <laughs> quite <smart laughs> for a barbarian. Uh, so, Morvan, through the – I'll say you guys can get a short rest here, an hour or so here. Um, roll an investigation. Actually, roll an arcana check for me. Again, disadvantage. Can I – so I can't wait for my – If you want to take a – do you want to take an eight hour? good because we've gone out as exhaustion now. We're taking a short Exhaustion rest. until a long until rest. Until a long rest. Sorry, my yep. bad. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm wrong with disadvantage when we've got nothing but time. So, mm. like, yep. So, if you want to take a long rest instead, happily mm-hmm. done. Yep. You watch as through that eight hour interval, some of you awaken, some of you seething with frustration. You watch during that time, uh, at some points, Delnak, the outcast, moves between the pages of the book. He reappears and appears back with you guys leaving you with your space at times. And then he comes back curiously for you guys. One time he does come back and you see upon his belt was the sword that was embedded into the mm. uh, creature down below. So he didn't take the orb back off him? Um, at that you do hear uh, Barnabas and Gorgon Bort in your head a familiar voice say, I'm back. And as Delnak sort of sits there, he says, these are my favorite tones. Mm-hmm. And he points to them. And now you can have that check with advantage. Advantage. Yep. Arcana? Yep. Mm. Nat 20 nice. plus six. He hands you four tomes. One of them you are able to use and gather the spell Arcane Eye, which is a fourth level spell. You're able to get Crown of Madness, Ray of Enfeeblement from another magic circle from another and the fourth book he gives you is quite curious it looks quite different it doesn't look like a spells tome book it looks like a personal journal leather bound pages covered in ink and as you begin flicking through that you see phrases like life is such a fragile thing 
the momentary and perfect balance of body, spirit, and soul is both a blessing and a curse. Remove or compromise but one and life is no more. You flick a few more pages over. And as you do, it says, Does the zombie suffer stripped of its soul? Does the wraith mourn a long forgotten body? And it's just curiosities like that. Rengar's watching every single movement this guy makes. Yeah. Just he's like, just watching more than read. Yeah. And it's I almost mean, every like every time he in, out, in, out, he is just studying him. Yeah. Not saying a word. He's just given, studying everything. He's given more than the last four or so. Like it's not the last lock from the outside. Similar thing to before, you can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. And as you look around this area, you also see Various different stages of experiments. You can see what looks like a creature sitting in one test tube that seems to be like muddled over itself. They look alive? Almost fetal in its um, instance. And you can see they're at various different stages of development. And you can see one of them almost is a complete replica of the man that stands in front of you. However, its facial features are all sort of slawed and sort of gross. Can I just go stick my hand out the window Mm -hmm. see what happens? In that galaxy space? It's cold. Okay. So I haven't, you know, around the benches and that, <laughs> I, with my 20, did I pick up anything? See there's, anything? there's various different books and vials, things like that. Benny. There are vials of different liquids that you can pick up, but as you smell them, they seem like... Mm. It's just experimental shit. Experimental yeah. stuff. Yeah. What are these creatures in the containers? Delnac, in the glass. Failed test. Failed test, okay. See... Not knowing whether I would ever see the outside again, I needed a vessel of my spirit to live within. Mm. These were meant to be such. However, you came and I found a better option. For my true body lies outside of the pages of this book. Thanks to you, we will be reunited. Would that happen to be what we described to you previously? I believe we have indeed met in the flesh before. Ranga Moonlit. It was... uh, Silent time of glee for me to hear that you ran with fear at the sight of me. And you watch as he smiles. But as he looks towards the rest of you, the rest coming to an end, he claps his hands and he says, You're welcome to take it to Morvan. He stands in the circle and he says, I can wait no longer. <laughs> and then as he stands up, I'd like you all to roll a perception check, please. 21. Okay, so Barnabas and Rengar, as you guys are looking through and you begin to stand and gather around this green arcane circle, You both hear this tearing noise, this. And as you hear this tearing noise, you both look towards the left-hand side of the room and you see flickering almost like TV static, the figure of what looks like a feline-like person. You can see them standing, looking very confused, cat-like. You can see them with a hood over their head and you can see them with a blade in hand. And as they look towards you and you look towards them, you watch as they static back out. Curious. You listen again and you hear that ripping. You look up and you can see that what looks like a white tear begins to occur above you and then another and then another. And you look up and Delnak says, Well, it seems that this book is not as secret as we left it. We must hurry. And you watch as he flares his hands up. You watch as the arcane circle spins and you guys hear this flash of green light. You guys are pulled from the top this time out of this area and you watch and see the purpleness around you just begin to expand and as it does so you feel this ripping this tearing away from general reality and as you do you watch as Delnak's spirit seems to go one way and you guys seem to go another way and as you guys hit 
the ground. You look up and you hit a stone floor. You stand up and you clock the area and you can see blue curtains that seem to be caressing open windows to a sky of blue. You hear the faint chirping of birds. You hear the sound of a carnival, people laughing below. As you stand, you can see desks covered in books and you can see a woman standing in front of you. You see this woman has robes on denoting a scholar and you can see that there's a crest on her breastplate that says Wasonia Arcane Institute of Cadmia. You look at this woman and you can see that she has dark curly black hair, dark skin and wrinkles around her eyes like crow's feet. You look towards the left hand side and you can see an iron box opened. And you see this lady stand up and offer you a hand up, which you take. Her skin is soft. She looks at you and says, I am Siraj. Please, any information you have to tell us about the contents of this vessel, this legendary spirit-bound tome will be. See, my friend Carmen, he died getting me this. Any comfort you can bring me would be greatly appreciated. Think that that Arden at the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild would like to hear your stories too. I think we have a lot to discuss. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.